I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in again. Um, I am very exhausted. I don't know about y'all if you're listening to this during this time change business, (laughs) but I'm exhausted. Um, So we got a really neat opportunity um, where my husband is now um, involved with leading some of the food ministry at church. And so we were up there yesterday prepping for a deacon's breakfast this morning. And then we got up. He went, uh, this is too many details. He got up there at like five this morning and me and the kids got up there at six. But I was helping him wake up, though he was doing a good job on his own this morning at like four something, which we really know it's like three something, you know, before this bring forward like that morning business. (laughs) And um, and anyways, I am like so tired. Uh, But I just want to uh, briefly say before I actually get into what this uh, episode is about, just how thankful I am to the Lord and all that he's done in my life and in my marriage. Um, God is good. And I think that anybody who's been married for any length of time, you know, y'all have had your own problems. You know, I like, if, unless you're perfect people, you've probably had disagreements about things or maybe some dysfunctions from your own past and, you know, healing that needed to take place in your marriage. And sometimes it might have seemed hopeless and um, sometimes you might have felt like you didn't like each other at all. And the only way you're going to be happy is if you all died, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but God, he's such the restorer, you know, he's the one who makes everything new. Uh, if we trust in him and walk in his way and, you know, our flesh is going to fight us every step of the way, the enemy is going to want to fight us, but we have a sovereign God who's all powerful. And I'm so thankful that, you know, he's my father. He's the God of my life and he loves me and he wants that victory for me. He has, you know, the best plan for my life. And it's just a story of redemption. Um, I just wish I could tell all the stories and shout from the rooftops, just how the Lord has uh, blessed us in so many ways and has delivered our marriage and, um, and all that to say, you know, so now I'm like my husband's um, ahead of a you know, part, I guess partly ahead of a, a ministry for the, the main food events and that I get to be his help meet there and serve alongside him and under him. And it's like just a perfect picture for me of what like one flesh and unity for the Lord is, you know, like what that looks like. And it's a blessing to me. Like, I wasn't really sure what to expect, you know, because the enemy tries to come in and you're like, well, I don't know like as a wife, you just want to control things or just like maybe, I don't know, you just, your flesh gets involved and it's stupid. And, um, and then you're just like, you know what? I just want to trust the Lord. I don't want to get hung up in dumb stuff, you know, and I want to be supportive and, um, and just really trusting in the Lord, even in the small things and just seeing the beauty and the fruit that God brings when you just do it his way and you work together. And I know y'all are like, what is the big deal about a food ministry and whatever. But um, I think anytime that you're working together for the Lord, um, it's just really getting to see a beautiful picture of what God intended. And I just want to say I'm very thankful for it. So I'm very excited about today. Um, Even though I am very tired, uh, just really, really so thankful. Because if y'all just knew, you know, if y'all ever sat in our homes before when we've had our dysfunctional times or the years and the things that we've come from and 
you know, even before we got married in our own individual lives and just to see where God has brought us today because of his faithfulness and because we trusted him to do it. Um, and we had people who, uh, you know, guided us in what the Bible had to say and held us accountable and things like that. Like, it's just such a cool thing. So I just want to encourage you wherever you're at in your life, whether you're single or you're married or whatever your story is, um, that God is faithful if you trust in him. Um, so this episode is going to just be about a love for God's word. And it's like super simple, but I don't know what to tell you guys. (laughs) Like, I think that is, it's just so important. You know, once you realize you're a sinner and your need for a savior and you know about the savior and you know that you're a sinner from the word of God, it's the Bible that tells you uh, these truths so that you're able to uh, become saved and um, have that deliverance from hell and have that abundant life here on earth. And, um, Man, I don't know about you guys. I think sometimes our flesh just throws such a fit, and then in our mind, it's made you know to be such a big deal to get into the Word of God every day. It's just like it's like a mountain you can't climb. Oh, to read my Bible today, I just got so much stuff to do, or I ain't got time to. Oh, I just don't feel like it. Oh, it's so boring. Like you know, all the excuses that we always have, and to really be faithful to reading God's Word every day, you know, being able to see that transformation of your way of thinking and of your heart um, is such a supernatural, huge, you know, powerful thing that happens. The enemy doesn't want you to even think that's going to happen. And he wants you to think that reading the word of God is going to be a drag and it's not really going to be transforming. It's just going to be like some kind of tradition you have to keep, uh, like, I don't know, some superstitious activity to do just to make sure you have good luck that day or something. And, and it's not that it's like real true power that comes from God's word. And I just want to encourage you to really get in the word every day. You know, like I've said before, if it's, if you start with 10 verses a day, you know, one chapter a day and really read the word of God, commit to him and to meditate on what you read that day, you know, write it on an index card, and try to memorize it if you want, sing about it, whatever, and watch what God does. Um, so through all this, I think, especially, to, I don't know, also, if I'm having a hard day or I'm really feeling fleshy, like, I really am thankful to get in the Word of God. You know, sometimes it's like I'm doing it because it's a discipline to do because I know it's beneficial because I know it's going to bring me closer to the Lord and I know the benefits and, you know, I'm thankful to do it. But at the same time, you know, I'm not really like super motivated to do it necessarily. But uh, when you're, when I'm having these hard days or I'm feeling real fleshy and I'm mad about something, because um, I don't know about y'all, I do struggle with having anger and making sure I don't sin in my anger, whether it's the way I talk to my children or my husband, or maybe even like if I'm aggravated at a person outside of my house (laughs) and, um, and just really making sure that I have the heart of the Lord in that matter. And sometimes I just feel so yucky inside, you know, conviction, it could be conviction, or it could just feel like, you know, I've not done nothing necessarily wrong, but I just feel yucky um, because it's a broken world. And so when I go to the word of God and I read his words, um, I just feel comforted, even if it might not be anything I read necessarily for my situation. Um, And I, I feel like a healing, like it's just being able to go to my father and read what he has to say and to be able to talk with him and spend time with him. And so don't forsake 
that privilege that you have. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about all the privilege we have in this country, you know, white privilege, rich privilege, straight privilege. I don't know what people talk about nowadays. I feel like it's all the things. <laughs> and I'm not saying I agree with any of that. But what I'm saying is you better recognize what real privilege you have and is that you have the word of God in your hands that you can freely read. Um, you don't have to be scared about it. You don't have to, you know, be afraid that you're going to go to jail for reading the Bible. You know, you have that privilege to have the word of God and to read it. And so I just encourage you, do not take that for granted. Um, and to really realize it's transforming power and don't be dumb and uh, lazy and skip over it. It's important. It's vital uh, to your transformation and, and the renewing of your mind and all these things. Because uh, if not, you're just going to think the way that your flesh thinks. And you're going to hear the words of the world and of the enemy. And that's going to lead you to destruction. So, um, you know, just it nourishes my soul. And I know God more because I read his word. How would I know who Jesus is except the Bible told me so? You know, how would I know what pleases God and what displeases the Lord except the Bible told me so? And so I'm thankful to read his word and get to know who God is um, and what what pleases him because I love him and I do want to please him. And I know, again, it's not by my works that get me to heaven or anything like that. But um, I know that there are things that I can do that's going to bring me closer to God and things that I'm going to do that's going to bring me further from God. And I don't want to be further from God. Um, he's precious to me. His word is precious to me. And so I'm going to read some verses, man. You know why? Because it's about the word of God. And uh, anytime you're talking about God, you should be talking about what the Bible has to say. But also, this is going to be pretty verse heavy. Um, but I want you to know um, just how important the word of God is and to love his word. And so I pray for whoever's listening that you will get to a place in your life where you can truly love the word of God. And therefore, you will love God because you'll know who he is. And I'll pray that, and you pray this for yourself too, that God gives you a desire in your heart to read God's word and to love his word. Um, and so let me start reading uh, John 13, John 15, uh, verses 3 through 5. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So again, if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you because you have acknowledged that you're a sinner and that you told the Lord like, hey, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I want your forgiveness. Please forgive me. And I want you to be Lord of my life. Um, you have him in your heart and you're reading his word and you're, you're just so in, intertwined with the Lord that you are walking in the spirit. You're able to do that. Um, and Hebrews 4.12 for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. I mean, just think about how powerful the word of God is that the word of God can do all of those things. And a lot of times we're going to every place else, you know, friends and I don't know, trying to escape uh, with either alcohol or TV or shopping or whatever. Um, and it's going to be the word of God that is going to put our life back together. Um, assuming that we have 
the spirit inside of us. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Again, here are all these benefits. Matthew 24.35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Proverbs 35-6, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. And how can you know what to trust and what are his words except you read the Bible? Okay. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's his word that lights our way, that guides us. You're going to be stumbling around in the darkness, going off into the ditch, you know, getting eaten by wolves. If you're not reading what his word says so that it can guide you. Isaiah 48, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. John 6.63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 6, 68. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. It's Jesus that shows us the way. We're only going to know the way of what Jesus spoke about um, by reading the Bible. Okay. John 1 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Um, so I hope you can just see from the scriptures how beneficial the word of God is. And if you've kind of been like, I would say like the average Christian, which is, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, you know, I got saved when I was younger or yesterday, but I don't really see reading the Bible. It's like really important. I think it's just probably like a religious thing to do. I challenge you, man, just to really get into the word of God and start reading chronologically. You don't necessarily have to start in Genesis. Um, You know, if this is your first time through, you could start in the Gospels, you know, and really see the change in your thinking and in your heart and in your actions and in your life and see how God is faithful uh, to do a good work in you when you trust him and you you read his word and you see what his words are. I'm going to read some Charles Spurgeon quotes. It's very interesting. If you ever look up his um, sermons online, uh, they're very lengthy, but he's very organized. (laughs) He's like, first and then secondly and then thirdly and I'm like he's got this together like a lawyer I mean it's very good Um, but it's very interesting what he said about uh, the Bible he says we take this book as a whole and in this way we have peace we dare not rend it we would not leave out any part of it lest we miss the blessed effect which as a whole it is calculated to produce sitting as Learners at the feet of Jesus, our master, submitting our hearts and minds to the infallible teaching of the Holy Ghost, who leads us into all truth. We find that the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keeps our hearts and minds by Christ Jesus. And then later he says in the sermon, if thou lovest the word of God, thou wilt see no difficulties, which will in the least cause thee to stumble. Love to the word is the abolition of difficulties. Things hard to be understood become stepping stones on which to rise and not stumbling blocks over which to fall, end quote. Um, so I, I'm not saying that you're not going to see any difficulties. However, 
God leads us into victory, not into peril or destruction. He delivers us, and it's His Word, though, that shows us the way. So you're going to have huge hurdles in your life, but whether you, you know, trip, fall, and stay in the ground, it's going to be um, really dependent on if you have the Holy Spirit in your in your life, if you've asked Jesus to be your Savior, and if you've read His Word to see you know, how to get through that and what the guidance is, you know, remember thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So he's going to help you up and, and, you know, walk forward. Um, and Psalm 147, three through four, it says, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. And so if his understanding is infinite, obviously he doesn't tell us everything. Our brains would explode. We wouldn't even have any idea what he's talking about. But he has given us his word. He has given us instruction. He has given us his spirit to guide us. And so I just encourage you to trust him at what he says, but go to the Bible to see just what it is that he says and don't take it for granted. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Mm-hmm.